any artist that is in pursuit of a career is facing fear, obsessive self-judgment, overthinking, mental and emotional barriers. My name is Luther Mallory. This is the State of the Artist podcast. State of the Artist podcast. It's mid-pandemic and momentum is at zero for most of us and taking responsibility back for life and for the career feels almost impossible because coming from a place of zero momentum feels ultra shitty. And it's really hard to go, we should exercise because your brain goes, no, 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 no. Exercise? What? And I suppose you're going to want to exercise daily forever? No. That's gross. It's so much energy to exercise. Let's be fat. That's what it feels like coming from a place of zero momentum. So this, this episode is about taking responsibility back and specifically about a couple of places that we like to hide from responsibility that I'm hoping we can identify and maybe have you go, oh, I am doing that one and maybe just give you a little nudge that goes, hey, there, there's the thing you're doing right now to avoid responsibility. Maybe don't do that. So let's see if we can get to the bottom of that. So taking responsibility in life uh, with finances, with relationships, with health, these are things you have to do that are going to require a great deal of energy from you to maintain and grow these things. If you have a dog, training and walking and loving your dog takes an amount of energy that uh, to make that dog happy and sustain that thing. If you don't do that and you don't take that responsibility, the price to pay is your dog is miserable and annoying. All of these things pile up when you don't take responsibility. And we haven't been, most of us, during the pandemic. In the career sense, responsibility at this point would be practicing vocals. Number one, if you're a vocalist, or an instrumentalist, but like practicing vocals. Practicing vocals would allow you to be a better storyteller, telling your story uh, better and clearer and with more conviction and more style. It would help you build a career. It's in fact, it's, it's the best way to do it because almost nobody is a great vocalist, but you could become one with practice. But most of us don't practice. Most of us do talk incessantly about having wanting a career in music as an artist, but then don't do the most obvious thing that would make, make it possible, which would be build your skills as a vocalist to the point where you're home for Christmas and your aunt is like, how's your music thing going? And your uncle's like, how's your music thing going? Everybody talks about it. And you sort of embarrassingly go like, no, it's good. There, lots of it is going well. And yeah, you know, so we talk about it constantly. We are those people in our lives that everybody knows is working on being an artist, and yet we don't practice vocals. That's not taking responsibility for your success. Learning marketing, learning social media, those two things too. Really act- actively doing those things in a way where you're testing it and you're growing it and you're finding out about it and you're figuring it out. We avoid them especially mid-pandemic. It's all being avoided. So if it is, we got to talk about that in this episode. Uh, 
um, because depression and anxiety is the result of that stagnation of not taking responsibility. When you take responsibility, you progress in life, which means happiness. When you don't, you stagnate and over time becomes depression and anxiety for everybody. That's how it works. So we want to talk about two ways that uh, we tend to hide from responsibility. So these are sneaky ways that we avoid our responsibility. Obviously, because of fear. Obviously. It's always because of fear. So, one of the first ways we, we avoid responsibility on the technical side is perfectionism. So, perfectionism is dangerous because it feels productive. And it's not productive. So that's sneaky. Very sneaky. Place to safely hide from taking responsibility in a spot where you go, well, but I am being productive. I'm busy right now. Yeah, but you're not doing anything. Because there is a quality line that you meet with your, say, your song. And you go, that, that is as good as done right there. And then there's the 30 extra hours that you spend perfecting something that is done and feeling very busy. Well, I'm taking it further and you take it 1% further, right? But it feels very good. Meanwhile, all you're doing is you're avoiding taking the responsibility of committing to that thing, finishing it, moving on, sharing it, finding out what it's really uh, doing, if it's valuable to people. All of that stuff is horrifying. So we stay in this place where we go, uh, no, I'm just going to keep working on it. Okay. Very sneaky because it feels productive, but it's not. I had a band quite a few years ago and the, the singer. So we had this song, we make this song. It's one of our first songs. So we have no data, right? We have no idea if people like our sound or what our sound is. Make a song. Sounds cool. It's kind of raw, punky rock kind of thing and it's like this is pretty neat everybody was really really happy with it the singer gets a new arrangement idea in his head and starts going i think we got to change it to be this and i kind of go i don't know that we should do that and he goes i think we should and it's his band so fine so i spend the required 37 hours re-recording live instruments mind you re-recording guitars and basses and drum parts to suit this new arrangement that this guy has got in his head. And then the song comes out, feels disjointed because everything was like now mixed matched parts from the old thing, the new thing. And, uh, and it ended up sounding like a dated finger 11 song, kind of like new metal almost. And it made me want to die and puke because it was like, I hate this song now. And and it was impossible for him to identify the perfectionism in that, where it's like, we had the song to a certain point, then you got afraid of committing to it the way that it was, uh, because it has to be perfect. Well, we got to nail this. What if we're wrong about this version? No, no, let's seek perfection and let's rearrange it. And so it's 37 hours, completely wasted for no reason, but it ended up ruining the original thing. That's the dangerous part. So it feels productive. Now, well, we're discovering this new thing. It's new research and we're going to arrange it differently. Okay, but it, it was built from fear. 
That 37 hours was only a fear response to avoid the responsibility of committing to something. And that's it. So it's dangerous in that way. So that's perfectionism. Nobody likes perfect anything, by the way. If you meet someone that's a little too perfect, you know, you're like, could you at least let me know that you've murdered someone so I can trust you a little bit because you're creeping me out with your perfect thing. So the second place would be that we hide from responsibility. On the expressive side would be personal growth, spirituality seeking. Same exact process. Dangerous because it feels productive, but it's not. Some amount of personal growth is very, very productive. Uh, You know, learning more about Buddhism and learning more about attachment theory and relationships and psychology so that you can improve your life and your relationships is very important. But if I get up in the morning and I have to make a phone call, uh, I'm chronically afraid of the phone. I don't like the phone calls. They make me really nervous um, and uncomfortable and I'm awkward on them. It's a chronic fear. So if I have to make a phone call and I wake up in the morning, there is a chance that I'm going to go, you know what I need to do, actually? I'm feeling stressed out today. Um, I need to go for a hike. I need to spend seven hours learning about Buddhism. I need to do this thing or that thing on the spiritual side of my life because it's going to feel good and I need to, I need to de-stress. And the danger there is I'm only doing that to avoid the responsibility that I need to to handle to progress my life. I'm instead going to do the personal growth thing, which feels productive, but it's not. And the long-term deficit for that is if I make that choice too many times and never make that phone call and hide in the comfort of spirituality seeking, I'm going to become depressed and anxious because I'm not progressing. So there, there's instant gratification to perfectionism and spirituality seeking, but there's a long-term deficit if you're using it to avoid responsibility, which is to avoid fear, protecting yourself from fear. That's the name of the game there, protecting yourself from fear. I like to meditate in the forest at midnight, naked on a rock, in the middle of a creek by myself. That's true. Okay, now there's a benefit to that. I get to battle a bunch of fear because I get out of the car and I go into the forest and I walk for 20 minutes and the whole time I'm pretty sure I'm going to be murdered by an axe murderer in the forest. And uh, and I do this walk and every 18 steps I'm like, ah, oh, I should go back because it's really creepy and <laughs> terrifying. Uh, and, but I make the walk and I get all the way there And then I take my clothes off, I go into the creek, I get up on this rock, and for an hour or so I'll meditate uh, on this rock, provided it's like at least plus one outside. And uh, it's a crazy thing. You know, like it's intense. And it's got its major benefits. It's, It's a vision quest. I think Alan Watts is exactly right when he says, you can't truly know yourself unless you're completely, truly alone. Because if there's people around or even pets around, you're going to feel the judgment and you're not going to be able to get to the bottom of you. What do I feel? 
Nobody here to impress on this rock. What do I feel? You know, and so there's a benefit there. But if I'm doing that 10 times a month, which I don't, 10 times a month, at some point we're going to cross that line that goes from I needed this to I am now avoiding my responsibilities in this personal growth space. And it's not going to be helpful anymore. So it's dangerous because it feels productive, but it's not. This is the Wild West right now because it's mid-pandemic. Most of us are feeling like we want to come back to responsibility and momentum. And most of us are coming from a place of zero momentum, meaning zero belief. Our brains are going, no, 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 no. I want to do this. Brain's going, nah, don't be a fucking idiot. Of course we're not going to do that. And if your brain's talking to you like that, you have no belief in yourself. And that's what's, what's got to be built back up. So coming from the place of zero momentum to responsibility is treacherous. But it's a very interesting world right now with a, a new social media platform, TikTok, that's taken the place now of Instagram, which took the place of Facebook, which took the place of MySpace. Not very often are you going to see during your career building era, a new social media platform show up that you could utilize before it gets way, way, way oversaturated. You could absolutely do that. There's so much marketing in the, in the digital space to learn. There's so much skill building that you could do to become a better vocalist, a better player, a better DJ, a better anything, a better producer. There's so much of this stuff uh, that if you could get back to responsibility, taking the responsibility to learn this stuff and to grow this stuff and to uh, not avoid it out of fear, that you could make real, real, real impact and live your dream. And why do I know that you could live your dream? Simple math, simple. People have in the past that are dumber than you realized their dreams. People are currently that are dumber than you realizing their dreams right now by taking responsibility, by doing what is required. Enough said. Be on the lookout for places that you hide from responsibility. State of the Artist Podcast.